welcome to A Word on Blaze, your super sexy script analysis podcast. Um, my name is Amy Gang, and this month I am speaking with Luke Gomez. He is an LA-based playwright whose play Blacklisters is available on New Play Exchange. I will leave the link in the bio for you to read. If you've not read the play that we're discussing this month, Game by Mike Bartlett, then uh, don't worry. Trudge on ahead. You should be able to enjoy uh, this podcast just as much without knowing anything about the play. We do spoil it though, so if you'd like to read the play first, I will leave a link in the description for you to go and find that play. If you want to support my podcast, I'm on Facebook at Plays Pod. Um, and also subscribe on your favorite platform. Give me a review. Uh, tell me what you think. Welcome to A Word on Plays. I'm Amy Gang, as usual, and I'm here with Luke Gomez. Hi! Uh, my friend from college and a yeah. playwright. Uh, yeah, As yeah, well as, do you still act, or? Uh, yeah, well, I, not, not much anymore. Well, I mean, I think, I don't know when this is dropping, <laughs> but I think for most people, most people haven't been doing much theater of the... That's fair, yeah. Um. Unless it was on Zoom, <laughs> I think. I did. I, th- I think I did. I acted a little bit on one Zoom reading. That's uh, so too. So. Yeah, that was that was a difficult time for me too. I can't. Uh, I won't lie. I, I'm not great on Zoom. Zoom and I don't uh, get along. Zoom. Yeah. No. It's, <laughs> I mean, we could probably do a whole thing just on Zoom recordings, and I think that would be such a that would be such a twisted and weird time for theater companies to remember <laughs> when everything was on Zoom. All the shame. And I'm also not looking forward to all of the plays about doing plays on Zoom. Because <laughs> that's going to happen. That's it an, will. That is yeah. an inevitability. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, actor and then, um, yeah, most, uh, mostly, most, a play, mostly a playwright. Uh, yeah. And we're in LA, so are you trying to screenwrite too? Is that... uh, yes. Okay. Uh, so you know, don't ask me what I have working right now because that, <laughs> that will just look really embarrassing for me. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, yeah. we're all in our own space right now. Yeah. Um, but we're here to talk about Game. Exactly. Which by Mike Bartlett, uh-huh. which was a really screwed up play uh-huh. uh, recommended by my friend and colleague Zenaida, who. Um, I would not have expected this from her. Really? Um, What's that? <laughs> it's just, it, it was really, like, really messed up. It was okay. a little bit twisted. So, I, you know. Um, but let's talk about it. What, sure. Would you explain the plot to us? Spoilers yes. and all? Uh, of course. So, uh, Game uh, is a really quick script. And um, it's about a couple, like a, a married couple. And that kind of threw me off because the names are Carly and Ashley. I did not realize it was... I did not realize it was a heterosexual couple. This is a very British play. Yeah. yeah it, was it didn't occur to me because I thought like, oh, it's a lesbian couple. and it, Which made it much more and more darker than what, what occurs on later. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a family, like it's a couple going through financial issues. Uh, and at the beginning they like are being, you know, they're able to this afford this very, very nice house that's seemingly out of their price range. The catch is, is that this house is kind of a sort of this modified people safari. Mm-hmm. And so basically people are allowed to, like, 
go into a place like in the house, like basically go to a little perch. They call it a hide, which I had to look up. Yeah. I think it's like a safari or game safari term or something. Yeah. Yeah. Where like just normal people, they get to, they go into this spot and uh, there's a guide that like walks them through everything. And basically these people can just shoot this couple living in the house with tranquilizers. Happen at any time. Doesn't, you know, the family just deals with it. Yeah. It's um, weird. And so it's like a series of, really it's a series of escalating vignettes in which, you know, we just keep seeing people like more and more like gawk and judge and more particularly take a lot of glee out of watching these two people uh, get tranked, um, you know, without their knowledge and many of them, you know, mm-hmm. watching them kind of have this breakdown. And then that's, you know, the midway through, um, it's a long timeline. And at some point, you know, they have a kid. And the kid is also part of this uh, whole... He grows up into it. He yeah. grows up into it. And he's also being shot at. Uh, yeah. they. I think they made it... Pr- they tried to make it pretty clear that he had just started getting shot at at seven. Yeah. I don't know if that helps anything. No, no. Yeah. But... There's, the the play does have a lot of details about, like, all the, the bits and pieces and how it mm-hmm. changes. Basically, we, we get details like this is just this ongoing... In this world, this is a regular piece of entertainment that everybody just gets to do. Yeah. Um, and, of course, ultimately the play ends uh, with some offhand about, like, how the thing is going. Like, basically, without knowing what happened to the specifics, our guide at some point, like, goes whistleblower. And um, basically the whole program shuts down just due to, like... They get sued. There's a whole lot of moral restrictions. Yeah. But also people get board that's yeah. another thing we see um it's not much of a plot no it's um, it's a it's just it's just these series of uh, and yes yeah, so that's another issue and that's one of the things i'll go into when we start talking about <laughs> sure. the play uh very brisk very quick it basically is all about this premise it's just about it really is it's not the characters are kind of stock characters yeah. the the it I feel like it's trying to push a theme or like push an idea. It's it's all just like a it's all just sort of like a vaguely sci-fi. Pa- if you've mm-hmm. ever seen Black Mirror, it's <laughs> it's this. And the unfortunate thing is that like it's not a very long episode of Black Mirror too. It <laughs> it really does feel like this could have been told in either ten to thirty minutes. Mm. Uh, it, that's my that, in in my estimation of the overall story because it okay. is it really is just like. Here's a play about, uh, you know, about a world and where a regular couple uh, is allowed to be shot at for sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really is it. I was actually kind of anticipating, like, a, a further escalation that, like, maybe they would get killed at the end. Maybe yeah. things would get more and more intense and dark. And then the family would maybe, like, have less less choices, uh, mm-hmm. be a little bit more sharp, maybe fight back. That doesn't necessarily happen. It really is just about... Oh, here's a little vi- set of vignettes about people, how they would act if mm-hmm. they got the chance to shoot at people with sports. Some people are bored, like you said. Some mm-hmm. people are having bachelor parties. Some people like want to push it a little bit further, but they're not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, one character who's you know is extremely judgmental of this family, basically like you know a lot of uh, like poor white trash. You know, yeah. like if she even like insists that the boy Liam is like, well, he's he's just. That kid is just going to grow up to be trouble, and she she's pointing a gun at this kid. Yeah, he's she, like, you can just tell. Exactly, you can just tell, you 
she is assaulting a child, and she is like, she is the one talking about how immoral this child will grow mm-hmm. up to be. It's, you know, as a very, it's very British sensibilities, definitely. <laughs> a lot of classism in this. Yeah, um, yeah, it was very classist. And it, but it, I mean, it, it's supposed to be, like, I don't know, the characters are supposed to be, like, just normal, normal. right? Just yeah, trying to, like, normal, I mean, we can all relate yeah. You're in LA, I'm in Seattle, like normal people trying to like find a place of their own. Exactly. Which is and, impossible. And especially in like the UK, like the UK mm-hmm. housing situation is even worse than mm-hmm. uh, ours because it's like it's literally impossible to basically to live in London yeah. uh, if you're a young person. Um, you know, it's like in LA, you probably need to have like three or four roommates. For them, mm-hmm. it's like five or it's like New York. Right. Um, which, yeah. As like a young couple, it's. It's hard. I mean, and so they're, but the, as a couple, I they it's they don't really give them much time to develop. No personalities. I don't know. That's the yeah, and they're like a couple moments. Like there's one moment where, and I it, I thought it came in a little bit too early. Where, uh, so the the husband, his name is Ashley. Ashley shows up in, like he he pays to be a part of the yeah of the, of the safari. Like he pays to go up there. So that, like, he can be left alone for a little bit. So he can, uh, yeah, he, can he, ma- he and his wife can make a baby. Yeah. They were trying um, to have a child. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and, so, yeah, not a lot in terms of character development other than the guide, whose name is David. It's mm-hmm. like he's the, he, he's, uh, like, ex-military guy who is, you know, his, his job is, like, the safari guide, basically. He makes sure everything is on the up and up. And he doesn't have much in the way of character except as it's slowly kind of like he gets more and more like, I don't know if I like to do this. Yeah. And, really, and then at the end, he, he kills himself. I felt like he was, yeah, at the end he kills himself. That's a, um, that was not, I mean, not a shock, but like uh-huh. it felt like uh, kind of a surprise. I, I don't know. It did, yeah, it did come out of like nowhere. Yeah. But like, I felt like he was supposed to be, like we were supposed to put ourselves in his feelings that's how we were supposed to feel yeah um like this is the playwright telling us like this is where your position should be you yeah know? yeah this like, is your like, viewpoint is yeah and he's also again he's also kind of in a position as the the couple where he's just trying to make money mm-hmm. um and, and to a certain degree although he's more in control he's also debasing himself like this family is and i think that is like to me that's the core yeah. Uh, you know, that's the the crux, the kernel. It's the story about like debasement. It's about how uh, it's it's about the way the modern society, and I guess you know, if you're really talking about like class structure, most it's how people can debase themselves. You know, when they have no other choice, right? Um, and how how much they'll give up. And there's also an aspect of, like, reality television about, like, you know, watching the exploitation of other people and how it, like, desensitizes us and how we have this separation where we stop seeing people on TV ruining their lives as people, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, I was reading this play and then I went and I went back like I normally do and looked at a lot of... Um, there aren't a lot of criticisms about this. Right, I think it was only, like, one show run. Like, there's only one major 2015 in London, Mm -hmm. um, which it totally dates itself with that PlayStation Vita. 
<laughs> oh, there's <laughs> the, a v- there was there a was a PlayStation light. Vita in Oof. the script, uh. and I was just looking at that, thinking like, "Wow, that was not." Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I feel like I read it and I saw. I mean, I saw a lot of the themes that they talk about, right? Yeah. Like class and and the way that people get themselves into situations that they can't get themselves out of because uh-huh. of money and, and the need for, like, housing and security and stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't really think too much about the reality television, but what I really didn't think of was, like, video games desensitizing. Yeah, that's what they seemed to insist that that was what it was a metaphor, mm-hmm. and I didn't see that at all. Oh, and I feel like when I looked at the Guardian, like, the Guardian's write-up of yeah. it, the way that they staged it um made it seem more like a video game type of situation that could have been it because they staged it um in like the actors the two actors were in the room the three eventually are in a room and you all as the audience are in a hide Uh you're in this like room where you they get shot from Uh and you have headphones on and there are computer screens up above them Uh And, I mean, and these characters have sex in this room on stage in front of everybody. Yeah. And it's, like, very, I don't know, like, it seems like it would be very uncomfortable. It sounds like everybody was uncomfortable. Sure, yeah. But I think they made it specifically to look like a video game, and I I don't know, and to make people uncomfortable. I think, like, the play itself is not necessarily a play to make people uncomfortable Uh until you read about that specific staging yeah there's a lot in this i think there is a lot in the staging too because there would also yeah like you said there'd be tv screens mm-hmm. and you're in the room with the people doing the shooting and then you're kind of looking there's a, there's a that said i think the script could work in different formats and a lot of different even in smaller sets with significantly less tech yeah um it remains you know depends on like who who would do that um, well, I wonder cool. if that forced perspective took something away from the script and, like, made it about, like, video games yeah. and about, um, about this, like, senseless violence yeah. rather than, like, the kind of nuances of, like, what these characters inside are going through. Uh-huh. Um, I w- yeah, I wonder if it took something away from it. Maybe, yeah, too. And, I, again, I also just think that the video game thing is a much weaker argument and i think especially when you are like especially if you're trying to make the argument that the video games are like the bigger social ill rather than like rather than uh people's capacity to look down on people that are poorer than them yeah that seems to be the to me that was the the clear thing it was like these are people that we are watching uh and we are gawking at and we are basically hurting Right. Because because of the rules of the game. It's like, this is their choice. You know, they're choosing to do here. Same way as you could tell any service worker, like, well, you could always quit, you know. Yeah, it, yes, but, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's that argument of, like, well, you know, they're choosing to do this, you know. It's, you know, it's perfectly legal. Uh, and it, the, the sense is that, like, they are less than, yeah. than other people. Well, and, and I mean, I think... And I think that maybe, like, this play could have been so much more. Yeah, It could definitely. have been so much more. It could have been so much less, right? Like, it, it's this weird in-between. But, um, I mean, they really... It really could have gone into 
the idea that, um, like, the, the structures and the mythology behind the classism, right? Uh-huh. We're looking at these, like, poor white people who are doing something to get into. They talk about it. Like, they want to get into a better school system. They want to yes. be in a better neighborhood. And they're doing everything they can to do this, but um, it's still this, like, meritocracy mythos, right? Yes. Like, well, you got to try. you got to, like, jump yeah, through yeah. hoops. And it's not anything. It's it's you. It's all uh-huh. on you, right? Exactly. And the funny thing is that, if I, if I recall, at the very end of the play, they do, like, basically the whole family leaves because the whole system shuts down. Mm-hmm. And as far as we can tell... Like, they have nowhere else to go. It's like, they do not have enough money saved to find any place nicer. They don't have anywhere to get a job. They, they haven't been working. Exactly. And so, so yeah, ultimately, they end up way worse off than they were. Like, literally, their only option would have been to, like, find another house where they'd get shot at. But the whole system, like, had fallen apart. And exactly. It, yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, that was... And it's depressing, and I think... I don't know. I just think in my head, the the play, the way that they made, did the play doesn't do justice to the theme that we're trying to get across. Exactly. And it's a it's a broad theme, mm-hmm. I think. And that maybe is where it gets kind of like weird, because if it was a shorter play, then it's like a small little like, oh, that's a that's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, or if it was longer, it, or, or if it was more focused, mm-hmm. if we had really dug in on the characters, if we had really dug into something very specific about why this is happening, why these characters are doing what they're, you know, why they are in this situation, what does David really truly think? And, you know, mm-hmm. is there any, and it, would there have been any uh, additional actions? I, for me, it's like the play always st- remains pretty static. I mean, there yeah. are some changes, but it doesn't feel... We don't get into a situation where we're either moving forward, where like these characters are like like struggling to push through and eventually they get out on the other side, mm-hmm. either changed or different, or we're in a situation where it just degrades, where it just gets worse and worse and worse. And it gets a little bit there, but then it just kind of, like, stops. Peters out. And... I think it w- mm-hmm. either one would have been good. Either the characters, like, be a little bit more active, yeah. f- try to take a little bit of charge, and either, like, push their way out or change for something. Going a little bit crazy, at least. Exactly, I mean, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't anybody? Everybody. Yeah, no, it would be insane. It's, yeah, like... And I mean, that might have made a better... Well, and I feel like maybe they were trying to go for the video game reality TV uh-huh. show theme, and that was maybe the weaker theme to, to yeah. work. And I, and I know that they were developing this and writing it. Like, writing it and yeah. developing the stage. I think the they really, time. like, this is one of those things where, like, they thought of this idea... Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, what if you could shoot humans for what if what if you treated this as the the thing that comes to mind is that it is some sort of like safari, mm-hmm. which is what you know rich people do. They go out, they shoot like drugged up lions, um, and then there's the morality of it. it's like, well, the money they uh, they make using this saves other conservation mm-hmm. efforts, which is just such a roundabout weird logic and the people that are involved with that stuff are just like the worst human beings on the face of the earth Um, yeah i don't know i have thoughts about that whole system first of all i mean it's other countries that are doing it right this is true that are none of my business like their Uh conservation efforts i 
But though, second of all, th- I, though, though there is a particular clientele that is ours. It's so true. It's, it's very true. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, can, I don't know how I feel can, about. I mean, like you know, we can't make that argument about. Like, but, but but it's like I can certainly judge the people that are choosing to do that. That's Those true. people objectively suck. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess they, but. And they're looking at humans in this animalistic way, which is definitely, yeah. which definitely makes another point towards the classism. You know, it's yeah, uh, it's it's def- that's definitely hard imagery to take, but it, it was effective. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, it's especially when we, especially when the kid is first in there, because mm-hmm. I think you know, because I don't even because you're like, are they gonna shoot a kid? Yeah, and. Yeah, and, and then there's, and then I think one of the scenes is like where the kid is like in the box. It's like he is aware that he's going to get shot at, and he's like trying to hide. Like Jesus, this is upsetting. Yeah, um, I really, I mean, I appreciated what they did with the kid. Uh-huh. Um, if no, I mean nothing else, like he's obviously like having an emotional. He's going. He went through an emotional right. journey in the half of the play that he was there. For. Right. I mean, he's clearly going through like a, a psychotic break. Frankly. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, but like I said, um, I think, you know, if they had done something like with the family, cause like at, for the most part, it does feel that like they are just kind of like there mm-hmm. and their actual story doesn't like pop much because yeah. we focus so much on just like watching the, the shooters and like, the individual people, like with all their little. You know, and the humor of that, like it's—I yeah. don't know if it's supposed to be funny or it's supposed to be like disturbing. I think it's definitely supposed to be be disturbing, and I'm mm-hmm. curious. You know, I'm assuming the actors do uh, some of that goes into because I—I mean, there wasn't any line that in particular made me laugh out loud. Um, I—I—I th- I think because the problem is that with that with the shooters, they each just become. It really is just a series of vignettes, and mm-hmm. it and it does kind of, and there's just like some change, but not a lot of change. Yeah, that's what that's what I think is a gets at because at this point, like you said, it could have been shorter, could have been longer. Mm-hmm. It's like it could have just been a series of quick scenes that just kind of give you this flavor of like what would happen, you know, of like oh here's a really fucked up situation. Um, yeah, it really really go for it. Uh, it yeah, it, it's just, there is just echoes of an attempt to be Black Mirror. But, I mean, this is yeah. 2015. Is yeah, Black Mirror... Black Mirror was like, was it like 2014 or something? I can check. I do have a I device mean, that... But uh, but either way, you know, but but in my in my head, it, but, but then again, it's it's that still thing. It's like, well, now that we have mm-hmm. Black Mirror, does this, does game even have a place... In... Worth it, it, it worth listen worth watching. Um, That's fair. That's I, it's it's tight enough. It's short enough, and I think uh, you know you'd have to get over some hurdles with the amount of cast. But I think you could do this script very minimal. You know, even in a very very small setting. And so it'd be interesting to see the thing that always there's one little detail. And this is kind of a this is a small tangent. Thinking about like because this because the original production had all that. Mm-hmm. tech thinking about something low key is like what did how did they show the guy at the end the guy shoots himself mm-hmm. he shoots himself with the trait gun i guess it's presumed that because he shoots himself in the mouth it like 
actually kills him. Yeah, or like it does something. I don't. I don't know. Obviously, like you can't. You know, tricking somebody is much more dangerous than just you know, Mm -hmm. just shooting. Um, But it's just like, did they show like a thing in his mouth, or did it? Was it just, or was it just like? Uh, implied that he like shoots himself in the face. Did you watch him die? It says that he shakes, but yeah, I wonder if they didn't. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if that matters to me. That's true. Um, it just it just stuck with me because it's like that's such a that's such a vivid and such a technically hard thing to do on stage yeah. without making it without making it look completely fake. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so two thousand eleven. Is Black Mirror. Okay, so. so this is definitely post Black Mirror. Uh-huh. I don't know. I I think that this story would have had a place, but perhaps if it was told by a different person or if it was told in a different way. I think so too. I, think... I go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, please. So continue no, no, no. Oh. your. Oh no, no, I know. Actually, I didn't have anything. I was. Oh. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I just um. I don't know. I and obviously this this play is th- this one playwright working with this one playhouse, and I don't know if that brings up the like how do you if you have a, an idea uh-huh. and a concept as as a playwright yeah. or as a theater who's developing a play if you have something like this worth talking about and doing. Yeah. Um, do you do it with the people who come to you with it or do you do it with the right people for it? And how do you, how do you get that team right? Right. How do you make it good? That's true. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know how to, you know, it's a weird know. question. It is <laughs> definitely. Um, I, yeah, I just, it obviously like we're trying to shock the audience. We're trying to discuss, yeah. the, discuss the audience, but like who's in the room saying like, well, why, you know? Yeah. What? And the thing, and also on that note, it just, it, again, it isn't as, sho- it's, it's messed up, but I don't think it is as shocking anymore with, uh, ironically, you know, its own point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it isn't all that shocking anymore. We have movies that are like, you know, we have The Purge, which is literally about like, what if legal was murder? What, what if, yeah, what if, what if mur- murder was legal? I said, yeah. what if, sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> what if murder was legal? It's just like, yep, you know, going mm-hmm. crazy on that. I think there was that new show. Uh, what was it? It's a, it's a really big popular one on Netflix as of now. Uh, it's oh. the one in which like, it's like a game show and it's like. Is it Squid Game? Because Squid game, everybody yes. keeps talking and saying you must watch Squid Game. Squid, Squid Game is, it's literally that. It's like an, it's some sort of game show where everybody, you know, but one person dies. For oh, all so kind of like, um. Battle Royale, Battle like that Royale. little Ex- like, Japanese. Yeah, that was shocking. Yeah, that did a really that did a really good job though. That yeah. gave me some characters to care about. Uh-huh. That um, took me on a journey. I exactly. wasn't quite sure what was going to happen, uh-huh. except for when people were like, "Well, it's like you know, like Hunger Games is just like Battle Royale." Right. I'm like, uh-huh. "Okay, I have a concept." But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. But yeah, that's true. It's uh, there are much more visceral. And that's not to say that things can't be, um, you know, everything has to be that level of violence. But in this case, you know, the the actors, you know, they're being tranked. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a, like a lot of comments about the, the, the morality of it. 
Yeah. Really more of like a, a social annoyance. Uh, so, yeah, there's just like, there's just, there there just doesn't seem to be anything one way or the other. Even the, because the, the family does seem to be going through some stuff, but I think they could have gone even harder. Like, I think they could have... We could have looked at that closer. Exactly. We could have looked at... I mean, we could have looked at a lot of things closer in regards to character. In the end, I feel like this is a very theme-heavy play. Yeah. Without... um, Yeah. Without the plot or character to, like, hold it up. And that that bothers me. Yeah. Those kinds of plays, I think... Like, theme-heavy plays really bother me because I don't think that they have much... um, I don't think that... I don't like them because I feel like they don't do with the audience that we have what they should be doing. Yeah. Right. They're instead of they're didactic almost. Mm. Um, even without being didactic, right. This yeah. is not a didactic play, but we are telling you how to feel about this situation. Yeah. And that that's a good point. And with a, and with a theme heavy, with a theme heavy play, the, there's just so much that it can go in any direction mm-hmm. that eventually that I just feel that you there are so many threads that are left open that you feel that you know you yeah. there, you're so much you just didn't explore. Uh, yeah, that's again, the problem. I mean, sure. <laughs> and it goes and it really goes back to what my thought was. I thought it was going to get way worse. There's even a line about like, oh, maybe we could have them get killed for real. It's a throwaway line, but it is an infinitely more interesting idea that like. What if things did escalate? What if yeah. things just got worse and worse? Because if we're talking about desensitization, if we're talking about dehumanization, mm-hmm. well, that's where we're going to go. Maybe it's predictable, uh, but it's but interesting. Maybe it's not. And, and how do we ask? And like you, then you're asking questions of the characters that yeah. really push them to their limits, right? You're right. asking, where does this character draw a line? You know, yeah. what is this character willing to do for some security now? Mm-hmm. Versus, like, you know, uh-huh. security for the rest of their lives, not knowing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if anything, like, and I, I guess there should have been a stronger sense of, like, why do they stay? Because it's very clear that they can leave whatever they want. Um, but they, they just can quit, yeah. They can quit. But, uh, you know, there are, I think the reasons in the play just feel so, so, so weak. They're, they've all they feel like throwaway lines. They feel like just chatter, right? Yeah. And they're like, "Well, you're going to a good school," or "Oh, you know." And that's, I guess, goes back to your point about like the that the characters did not feel strongly made. Yeah. Because it's a theme. It's a, again, it's a theme play. So the the story, the actual actions, the the real like, what do the like? Hell, the basics of theater one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. You know, what does our character want? What is in the character's way? You know, what yeah. do they do to overcome those obstacles? Not every, you know, sometimes, you know, contemporary theater can, like, play with those rules. It doesn't always have to ask those questions. Exactly. But it, it, it but when it's not there, you have to have a very, very good reason not why not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel you. I, I mean, 
I'm not going to lie right now. Okay. I did like the play. Okay. And we're yeah. trashing it, but I... This is true, yeah. I, I, thought it, it, I do think it was, it was real tight. It was really going mm-hmm. through, so... I feel like, you know, like, I don't want Zenaida to be like, oh, Amy hated it. Because a lot, <laughs> I think a lot of people hear this podcast and they think, like, oh, this person hated... Like, they hated it. How did they hate this play? Um, I actually like this play. I read it and I was like, wow, that was, like, quick. It was intense. It was 90 minutes, like... But it left me... It left me wanting more, right? Uh-huh. Like it was, ju- it just left me feeling icky and like confused. It didn't really give me much to, like, I don't feel like it gave me too much to think about. Uh huh. Um, and I wanted it to, you know, like I yeah. want to think about this play. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll, I'll give a credit because I, I thought there was a lot. I th- the the speed of of it I really liked, and I do like the premise. Um, and I think. And the ickiness, I I was on board with. I thought like they at the very least they did not, they didn't necessarily. Even though I say they don't go far enough, mm-hmm. I think at the very least they were okay with playing in those uncomfortable spaces, which That's is true. what this play is. You know, which is a, a credit to the play. Yeah, um, it's what I mean. It's what it's there for. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, I guess it goes back. To, so you worked with. Brelby, and you yeah. you write plays. Yeah. You've written plays for Brelby? I have, yes. Um, so. How did that process work out for you? Like, when you go to Brelby with a play idea, uh-huh. um, how do you how do you get it from, like, your head to the Brelby stage? Yeah, uh, well, the in, so, so a couple of the plays I was part of a writer's team, so okay. part of my, was just me contributing to, like, what the idea was, sending my scripts, and then helping with the editing. Uh, when it came to like you know getting it on its feet, uh, I was actually kind of in a really unique situation because it's like they they wanted to do new works. Mm-hmm. So in my case, because of my relationship with them, I'm like, I, I okay, can I have a slot to write this play? And they're like, okay, we'll do it. And I'm like, well, now I got to write the play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so in that case, uh, really, it's like you know. Um, they're very. They were very good at, you know. Once I had that first draft, then we would, you know, basically like kind of settle on how many actors we needed. Yeah. And then, you know, and then as we went, the script would would change. Um, I think it was like in both cases, it was like I had the first draft I gave them by the time we were casting, so that we so that the directors had an idea who they needed to put on stage and who needed to be what. And then another draft, you know, around before the time of, like, the first reading. And then more stuff adjusting as we were rehearsing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, in, in my case, obviously, it, I really, because it was, you know, it was a small scale, uh, sort of a second second stage idea. Right. Uh, I, I always knew in the back of my mind that, you know, eventually the script would be adjusted again. Okay. So after even after the final production, even after the final production, uh, which is like ultimately like, but that version would still be good good to uh, to show people. Gotcha. Um. So I guess my question is, uh, I, and I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like this yeah. where you're like, this is just, um, like this is just not working, right? Like you're in a situation and you're asking yourselves why. Uh-huh. Um. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if anybody 
in this situation ask themselves like what are we trying to say where are we trying to go with this yeah. and what is what's like falling short well that's that's the thing i don't i mean i i don't necessarily know if they thought that right. because it's i i think on its own you know it ultimately kind of just gets the broad idea out mm-hmm so I don't know if like that if they saw nobody, that and thought nobody in this whole production team was like I just want to know like are uh-huh. we going far enough or did are we going too heavy in this one like nobody's asking these uh-huh. questions and challenging this this narrative yeah uh, well that's because again it's like it's it's not a play that is narrative heavy it is yeah. it's ultimately about this like big broad theme and so because of that you can put whatever you it can anything can kind of go into that mm-hmm. um and then the details ultimately can sometimes feel like an afterthought so again i don't know the production on yeah. that um I, all I, I mean i know that they published this so i would imagine that they at least feel confident to have <laughs> a uh, lot of british the theater companies publish their own scripts uh-huh. Uh, be, even before, like at the very beginning. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so, like, because the thing is, is that, like, as a completed product, I think, you know, uh, it's it's leaving me more. But I do think, if if nothing else... It's leaving the, you wanting more? It is leaving me wanting, but, I, but it does feel like a complete product. Yeah. I think, if nothing else, like, the, the playwright might, you know, would probably feel good in, in what they did, because... Uh, on on a more like technical level, the dialogue is very very sharp. That's uh, true. Very very quick. It jumps into its lean, and even in moments where they're just telling you the detail, the background details of the the show, it flows and keeps going. Okay, so the the dialogue is. Great, yeah. I, I think, yeah, it mo- um, moves very nicely. Um, it feels very natural. Yep. Um, and I think, and it took me a second, too, because I actually went into this not, like, reading the synopsis. <laughs> and so that first scene, I'm like, what, what is going on here? Okay, <laughs> let me clear this up for you. The synopsis did not help. Yeah. Because it just said something like, Housing is difficult in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> so housing is difficult to find. And yeah, yeah. these two young couple are going to make a compromise. And yeah. It's like, oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes and then it, the gun comes out and I'm like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a little bit. That's a little bit weirdly understated. It is. I, it was insanely understated. I don't. I had no idea what I was Exactly. I mean, maybe that's also part of it. Maybe. Um. They were anticipating people would go in, like, not knowing what's, you know, what are we watching? Yeah. Which is, a, you know, it's always a fun thing to do. <laughs> True. It's always, uh, so, yeah, going in, huh. not knowing. Which is, again, which is, again, kind of a shame that that doesn't go even weirder. Because it's like, I feel if you went in not knowing what's going on, you would just get this weird uh, sensation. And then for it to just kind of like, well, show's over. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is the premise. This is what it's going to be. And then we're uh-huh. going to go home. I I, uh, I really can't get over the fact that I truly did think somebody, well, besides the, the guy at the end who kills himself, I thought more people were going to die. This felt like the type of show... <laughs> where everybody dies? Yeah, where at least a couple more people would die. Um, yeah. But, I, but, you know... Huh. It was surprising to me, too, I guess. I, I was reading it and just... I, I don't... Yeah, I, I guess my big question coming out of this is how... 
like where where do we where does our responsibility lie on that spectrum are we just here to show you some I want to say like I'm gonna show you some cheap thrills and like cheap. let you go. Or yeah. Am I here for like a more yeah. a better? Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't think this is cheap thrills. I think it was definitely going for something a little bit more thoughtful. Right. Um, but not that much more. I I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't. It didn't give you that much it, more. It did. Well, I mean, ultimately, like it, like I said, Black Mirror, Twilight. It, there, there's this like surrealness to it, like of a, uh, you know, it's a it's a near future parable. Yeah. So, so I, I think it is smartly written, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it's as smart as it think it is, thinks it's it it is. Oh, uh, isn't that true for so many things? Yep, <laughs> yep, that's true. I mean, like I'm I, I'm guilty of that. I just I, I mean, if you err on the side of feeling like you're an idiot, I think you'll yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which which has never uh, which has never proven me wrong. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yes, it does. Uh, it isn't. It isn't dumb. You're right. No, it's not a dumb script. It just, you know, it uh, it it just doesn't uh, quite live up to the themes it was making. Yeah. These are, these are interesting themes. These are strong. I would say if if I'm going to, co- I've been comparing it to a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I kind of like that struck me was Parasite, because game seems to really play off a very specific like social dynamic in the UK, but watching the whole thing, I'm like, well, this is still distinctly American. I mean, not, not much less because there's a gun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, a hunting rifle. Which exactly. Is, yeah. But like, it's the same, it's that same vibe of Parasite where it's like, I am aware that this is dealing with a very specific social dynamic of South Korea, but I'm still like, all of this is 100% relatable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, that surprised, um, that surprised the screenwriter when he found out that everybody loved it so yeah. much, right? And uh, it just it just makes sense, yeah. Because, but but yeah, it, it really is a like a universal. And, and, and game is the same way too. It does. It really does stick to a very British sensibility. But I, 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 you could, I, I wouldn't. Uh, find it crazy to just say like oh this is also set in america you could produce it here yeah no that makes it, make, would, it would make a lot of sense to be produced here yeah. exactly although it would kind of feel tame like oh why don't we do that already <laughs> right it's you like know, why are they rooms are- seriously it's like why are they using live ammo oh gosh um okay so uh i don't know was there anything else that you had like a point of Oh man! So <laughs> I feel like we've talked to. We've, we have. We've we talked, might have. It's a ninety-minute play. We've definitely talked more about this play than I think the Guardian review talked about it. That's true. That thing was two paragraphs. The Guardian review was two. <laughs> I I mistook their uh, donation pledge <laughs> as part of the article. You were trying was, to read more, and you're like, oh wait. <laughs> oh no, that's just them asking for money. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. two. Yeah, Two two paragraphs. Yeah, the whoever the theater critic was had very little to say, and most of it was hell focused on the staging. Yeah, um, because that I, you know what that that's what it was. Yeah. that's what it was. Um, that was the big excitement about that play. I, I worry if that like what if that was the that was the point where they had come up with this really great staging, staging idea, and they were like, we need to make a show for this. So. That terrifies me. Although you know that's. 
what devised theater is, right? <laughs> yeah, is it, uh, or something like, or like you have an idea, like you know, you have a thing, and, but you do it with your actors, and you so gotta you like have some characters. You have to do it from the the ground up. Oh, that, yeah, I don't know. If this was after the fact, that is a little weird that nobody was like, maybe somebody should die more. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so. I guess that's that's uh, that's that. That was game. Game that was, was game. a it's a ninety minute play, so it's quick. And we've been talking about it for forty five. So oh wow, so or forty ish, yeah. Forty minutes, damn. That's like a, a minute per every two of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let let's talk about you, Luke. Are yes. recommending? Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, the play I am recommending is "She Kills Monsters" by Keen Wynn. Yes. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. I oh think my it's God. pronounced Yu Yin. Yu Yin? Yeah, but I don't know. Okay. And, um, oh, and I, okay. I will welcome chastisement. Yeah. We, yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> but, but she kills monsters. She kills monsters. I've seen this play. I've um, seen it twice. Uh, two different theater. Yeah. yeah. It feels... Um, Tell me, well, tell me what you like about it. Okay, so just to, actually, I won't describe it just because that's up to you guys. It's a, simple, simplest terms, it is a love letter to 90s D&D geekdom. Um, so yeah, it's a play about D&D uh, and, and, is, and is specifically set in the 90s because the playwright, you know, was a geek in the 90s. Um, it, it, you know, it was written in like 2000, blah, 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 uh, 2000. <laughs> It was, I'll clarify it. Yeah, it was written in the the two thousands. Um, I I love it just because it's um, it, you know it, it's extremely funny, uh, and it is designed for like small theaters, and it is, uh, and it, it and it has an epic fantasy feel. It's a lot mm-hmm. like, epic fantasy comedy, and again, all designed for like a small. So it's you you do not need well it helps, but. Mm-hmm. It's designed to be for for smaller theaters. Um, there's just yeah. there's so much into it, and now I like it even more because when I first saw it, I never played D and D. Now I play D and D, and I love it, and I, I love it even more. I'm a little more critical of it because they get some things wrong, but <laughs> oh dear, I I appreciate it for a lot of reasons, but um, I'm excited because one of yeah. the reasons I. I I appreciate this play is because I think it was there was a hole in theater yeah. and like there was a hole in the canon that just needed to be filled and it yeah. could not have been filled by a better play. Yeah, um, and I think so I'm very excited. Yeah, and I think in general, like you know, nerdy theater mm-hmm. is um, I think is on the rise or will you know yeah or, or will um, you know now that hopefully once theater starts recovering and I think at, at the very least she kills fuels like an early uh, adapter so to speak. Uh, True. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this play. Uh, well, thank you, Luke. Oh, thank um, you. It has been a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that this like been... really kind of weird, fucked up thing would right, be right up your alley. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Thank you, everybody. Bye.